Hey everyone and welcome to the second official episode of Laced Life. So I'm really excited because we're going to cover some cool topics today. Um, yeah, one of the most important things going on right now to me is <sighs> Taylor Swift. I don't care that some people don't like her. I personally love Taylor Swift. Um, I have been in love with 1989 since it came out. I have got the physical CD. I've got the download album. I have basically everything for it. I bought the songs individually for different individually. Okay, that's not a word. Individually for different like media objects. Sword like devices, like phones, tablets, things like that. So I am so excited for her new album, Redemption. You guys, so much has gone on. Now, let me just preface this by saying I'm sorry to anyone out here. I'm not a psychotic Kardashian lover. Okay, I do have my favorite Kardashian, I don't watch Keeping Up with Them. Um, I do love Khloe Kardashian. I just think she's kind of like such an interesting person. Like she's so organic and everything. Like I just am in love with her. But I'm not a big Kanye fan anymore. And I'm not a huge Kim fan. I think they have gorgeous children though. Like if I looked half as cute as their kids, I'd be pretty set for life. Um, But yeah, so with her new single dropping, Look What You Made Me Do. I am through the roof. Now, at the time of this podcast, I have just seen the video. I'm super excited, you guys, because um, we're going to talk about the hidden messages in this video, okay? With her 1989 album, if you guys remember, for those of you who are Taylor Swift fans, she did do some hidden like messages in her lyrics. So if you got the physical CD, you could see that she had hidden messages throughout the lyrics and the spelling on the disc and you could find like the different sentences it was basically like songs within songs and she was telling a story in there and I loved that I went through I found out all the messages and I did a whole blog post on it so you guys can find that link below if you guys want to go check that out um but I am in love with the fact that she has more hidden messages coming our way okay she's got hidden messages everywhere. Taylor Swift does not care and I am here for it. So one of the first hidden messages you guys that I'm so excited. We're only going to cover a few. I'm not going to cover all. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it yet. Pause this. Go watch it. Come back. Listen and let's talk about this. So her first one is Neil Schubert is dead. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Niels Schubert is dead. Now, if anyone knows Taylor Swift, you know she used to date Calvin Harris, right? You know me, little guy, whatever, whatever. They broke up. Now, Taylor did some ghostwriting, and she ghostwrote under this name. And, of course, you know, there was some back and forth on it wasn't her, it was her, it wasn't her, it was her. Before finally she came out, you know, yeah, it's me. I ghostwrote the song, whatever. It was for, this is what you came for, I think, with, um goodness gracious Rihanna so <laughs> you know she kind of had that name it, I think it was like a persona it's kind of like Sasha Fierce she just kind of used that name because she didn't want to be in the spotlight before she finally owned up to it her reasons for owning up to it are not important but in the video she's in the graveyard there is a tombstone behind her that says Niels Shabark 
<laughs> Hello. So, we know she came out and said, you know, this is me. This is, the, like, I feel like the first time I've noticed that she has publicly announced that that persona's gone. I'm not hiding behind that. I'm not ghostwriting for you anymore with this name. I'm not doing... If you hear squeaking, it's my dog chasing her tail with her toy. I don't know what to do with her. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Neil Shabert is dead. I think this is like the first... Taylor Swift has a bad history. I don't care what you say about the girl. You can say this all day that, you know, she's always writing about exes and this. I feel like this album was like her way of saying, look, you guys are always complaining that I'm writing about me breaking up with a guy. Guess what? Now I'm just going to own up to everything you guys tell me. I'm going to own it. Like she's taking back every bad thing anyone has ever said about her and she's owning it like what more do you want from this girl this girl is basically telling you if someone tells you and talks crap about you don't be embarrassed don't be upset about it stand up take ownership from it and take that narrative back from them and I am so here for that message like that's amazing to me one of the things, like, here's the perfect example, and come on, you guys, you cannot tell me this is not brilliant, that before she released this album, she posted the video of Snakes. Now, we all know Miss Kim Kardashian West posted the little... That little shady remark on Twitter that wasn't pointed at anyone, but was pointed directly at someone about how they have National Snake Day and there's a holiday for everyone. Or she meant everything. Mm. Side eye. Major side eye. Come on now. We all knew who that was aimed at. And we're not, I'm not here for this passive aggressiveness. Um, I can't say that though, because this album's pretty passive aggressive, honestly. But Taylor is... Tay is taking her whole thing about snakes and she is taking off with it you can call her a snake you can say she's sliding around she's slimy she's underneath the brush whatever she is the queen of snakes she is owning that you cannot take that from her she is not just a snake she is the snake you cannot tell me that's not a boss ass bitch move like the girl is sitting on a throne with snakes around her. Like, come at me. I am the queen of snakes. If you're going to address Taylor, you're going to address her correctly as the queen that she is. Because no matter what, the girl's hustle is above anything we've seen coming up. Like, she is literally killing it at this point. My next favorite, I love that she's like referencing like history. I don't know if I said that right, but it translates to basically even you, Brutus. And if anyone knows anything about Shakespeare, that dang geez, Julius Caesar, that Julius Caesar, when he got stabbed in the back and he knew it was his friend Brutus, that's what he said. And this is how amazing it is that this girl could throw so many shit so much shade in one video now the fact that it's etched onto a skull I don't know how I feel about that I don't know if she's quite saying that like I'm gonna stab you to death 
<laughs> or, or she's just, just letting it stand that, you know, all of her friends who weren't there for her or people who she thought were her friends or even, you know, Kanye, they, she had said some nice things about him before, like, kind of, you know, like, you stabbed her in the back. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity, doesn't matter if you're the president, doesn't matter if you're a king, that ish has to hurt. And I mean, she's etched into the skull. The skull is the part that's throwing me up. I don't know how I feel with that skull. She's also, I just want to point out, wearing snake rings on there. Um, apparently you can purchase these, and I think I'm about to be rocking snake rings on every finger. And when someone tells me I'm a snake, which I honestly don't think anyone's ever said to me, but like now I kind of want people to say something like that to me so I can be like, I'm the snake. Who are you talking to? The snake. Like, the snake. The next thing, oh my gosh, you guys, this is perfect. Everyone knows Kermit the Frog sips his tea because he's throwing shade with his side eye. The fact that this girl has what I think I'm 99% sure is a snake pouring her some tea. She's, oh my God, she's sipping tea with a snake. Like, can you please tell me where the nearest palm tree is? Because she's under it. She's got so much shade going in every direction. I really don't know where the hell this girl... She's not in California. There's no shade out there. It's hot as hell right now. I don't know where Taylor is, but like... Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I also... Now, I used to be a huge Katy Perry fan. Huge Katy Perry fan. I love Firework. Um, there's some other songs. I'm not so much now. I honestly could not tell you if it was the Taylor Swift and Katy Perry feud that turned me away from Katy Perry or if it was like her new music. Because like Swish Swish, bitch. I, like, first of all, I don't get the video. Second of all, I don't get Katy Perry anymore. Third of all, I don't get the video. Like, I just, I don't get it. It's not my cup of <laughs> tea. But... Yeah, like, Katy Perry's very talented. It's just, I don't, I'm not a fan of her newer music. But I can tell you who is a fan. Taylor. Taylor with her beautiful <laughs> blonde wig and her Grammy. Her Grammy. This is why she's sipping tea. She is dressed like Katy Perry in a video with a Grammy in her hand. Something that, um... I don't want to point out, but like I have to for the sake of this podcast. Katie is never one. Taylor has like nine or so, I think nine to ten Grammys. She is dressed, haircut, blonde hair, and not old Katy Perry, new Katy Perry, lipstick, sunglasses, like aesthetic and everything. Like Katy Perry. Holding the Grammy that Katie never got. I'm sorry, Taylor. You are a savage. You have slayed them all. You have single-handedly killed Katy Perry. Like, that is the most burn. That's painful. Like, that is so painful. Like, have, have you guys seen this video? Like, ha have you seen this video at all? It's, it's ridiculously crazy. 
the part where my favorite part at this point is Taylor standing on top of the old Taylors, like clawing her way, basically, you know, the Taylor Swift from like teardrops on my guitars, um, what is shake it off, like things like that. She's we've killed the old we have killed Taylor Swift, you guys. Um, we murdered the innocent person she was and we have turned her into this vixen who is now out for the destruction of almost everyone. Like, have you listened to her song? It is to the point where honestly, when I first listened to it, I thought she wanted to kill Kanye. Like I was scared, like tilted stage. We all know that was for Kanye. Come on now. We're not going to even pretend like I thought she was going to kill someone. Like, this song was terrifying for a while. It really was terrifying. Like, the whole scene where she's, like, yelling at herself and her old self and they're, like, going off on each other and one of them calls the other one a bitch and it says, do not call. Like, this whole video in itself was, it, it was a beautiful masterpiece of a mess. Taylor, I love you. You're amazing. Please do not come for me. I am shooketh. I am scared. Um, if you were to come for me, I'd probably run and hide because all hail the snake queen. Like, you are the snake queen. You own everything you do. And I love you. So I'm going to get off this because I don't know how much more I can say without actually being afraid that someone from her team might come for me. And I don't want that. I'm not, I'm not about that life. I'm, I'm scared. Taylor scares me. Like on some sub level, Taylor Swift looks like the kind of person who could kill us all and get away with it. And I, could, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, yeah, she did. But like I got killed by Taylor Swift. So... Pretty good way to go, right? So off of the Taylor Swift topic and moving into this, um, congratulations to those of you. I know this is back to school because I'm going back to school soon. Um, sometime this month, I think like actually in 10 days, I start school. So I'm really excited. So congratulations to those of you guys who are starting college your freshman year. Or congratulations to those of you guys who are graduating high school or graduating college. Um, for those of you who are graduating high school, congratulations on getting ready to start another four years of school. How five for you. Isn't that amazing that you graduate and you're so excited? And then like four months after you graduate, it's like, crap, I'm going back to school for another four years. When the hell does this shit end? It doesn't. I just want to throw that out there. It does not end. Um, school is forever. I know some people who've been in school for about 10 years now. Uh, they're not lawyers. Not doctors, nothing like that. I don't know why they're still in school. I don't think they know how to not be in school at this point. Like, I'm at the point where when school's over, if I ever look at another textbook, my kids can't have textbooks. I would have to burn them like the Salem Witch Trials. Like, my children are not allowed to have textbooks. I'm so sick of school, but I'm so excited to, for it to be starting back because I know I'm not much closer to um, being done. Like, it's almost over. Unless there's, like, some other thing after college that takes another four years. <laughs> I would seriously shave my head like 2000, Brittany. I don't want to go to school anymore, you guys. 
I am all for an education. Education is great. Like, honestly, like it's good to always be learning. I feel like you can learn so much more, though, if you were when you're not in school as well as in school, whatever. Um, But you should always be learning. I don't think you need to be in school to always be learning something. I personally, in my free time, study Korean. That's something that I just like to do, and it's something to challenge myself. So while you're in summer, um, I recommend maybe not going to college early in the summer. I did that. Take a little bit of a break. I honestly recommend studying something that interests you because that when you go back to school it makes it so much more fulfilling when you learn something and then if you take that class in that that subject you can use that for your your credits for school for college and you already know the material which I feel like makes it a little bit better and it's something that you like which makes college honestly so much more easier when you're taking classes that are not only going to help you towards your degree but that you want to learn and you're interested in that makes it so much better. Like I took ballet, I think my um, ballet choreography, dance appreciation, my first year of college, and I loved it. I took intro to Dreamweaver, which is basically creating websites because for some reason I'm a little bit of a tech nerd and I love things like that. I love making websites. At this point, I've probably made about sixteen different websites. I probably use maybe three or four of them, maybe five. Um, but it's just that fun of creating the website, things like that, and which is honestly, I think why I love podcasts and I love YouTube and blogging because you're experimenting with all these different things all the time. It's never the same. It's always something different. You're learning, you're learning, um, camera working, learning editing, you're learning recording qualities. It's always something different. So it's really important to take classes that you guys are going to like and that are going to work towards your degree. That's really really important you guys um another thing is one of my biggest regrets which I guess I can't complain too much I have two years left like I said and I'm currently living in my own apartment but one of the things that I do wish I would have done when I graduated from high school and went to college was lived in dorms I feel like that's such a nice experience I always see people who are like oh I love my dorm mate oh that's like my new best friend blah 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 this and this Blah, 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 this and this. Um, yeah, I had to pause. Like, this dog barks at nothing. Like, on a quick side note. And I'm terrified. I don't know if she's saying things. I don't know if there's, like, something in there. But she barks at nothing. And it's the scariest thing when you live on your own. But, yeah, living in dorm rooms, uh, I do wish I would have done that. But also, at the same time, when I graduated, I wanted to go to Cal State Monterey Bay, which is in Monterey, California, um, home of the otters. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if I wanted to go to There's a few reasons why I wanted to go to that school. A, it was in a gorgeous area, like, beautiful. They had apartments on the water, dorm rooms near the... Um, the ocean I loved it B they had a lot of like outside school activities that the school would host so like kayaking like hiking camping things like that and I wanted to be involved in things like of that nature as well as C the college was cheap <laughs> and when you are trying to find a college let me tell you finding a cheap college is important I almost ended up going to culinary school after I graduated and it was like 46,000 a year Monterey Bay is a little bit cheaper than that and I was getting so much out of it but the dorm room living was a little bit much for me. There were too many girls packed into one dorm. Have you tried to live with seven women? Seven 
women aging, ranging in ages 18 to 25. Seven of them. Not all, but for the most part, girls can be disgusting. Seven girls on their periods, and I don't care what anybody says, you do sync up after a while. Seven bitchy ass girls on their periods. And then at least one out of seven is going to be like, Two out of seven, probably, maybe three, are going to be messy. And you have to live with that. <laughs> Sharing one bathroom. I am sorry that you're asking me to practice patience and not hurting people. And I I don't like fighting. Like, I'm pretty much a chill, laid-back person. But, like, I like to have my bathroom so I can take my baths with my bath bombs and relax as long as I want. I can sometimes sit in the bathtub Um just kind of like changing the water so it's not freezing for up to like one and a half to two hours sometimes. I can take showers for an hour. Uh, that's why I don't live in California anymore because it was a drought and I'm pretty sure I was making it worse. But like, you're asking for seven girls to share one bathroom. Especially in the summer. I'm st- you're asking for a lot. You're That's asking for the moon, the stars, Uranus, Pluto, Mars and everything in between you you're asking for a lot and I am not going to be a part of that I can't do it but I do wish I would have had some kind of dorm living I think it would have been a nice experience minus from the people who told me that they actually hated it I guess it's kind of like it's just one of those things where you either love it or you hate it another thing I do miss for college for not well I didn't I guess I technically could have, but I didn't. It's like joining a sorority. I probably could have done something similar. I just chose not to. I don't know. I can be outgoing or I can be like very introverted. And I don't know how sorority life would have worked for me as far as like rush and things like that. I don't know. That's an interesting thing to look into. Maybe I'll start college over again after my two years to join a sorority. Don't don't believe for a second that I mean that. When these two years up, they're 29 months. 29 months. When they are up, they're up. There's no going back. Unless I have to take like a refresher course and I'll probably take it online. One thing I do want to tell you guys, if you guys are starting high school, for your first, your freshman year of high school, um, congratulations and enjoy it. You guys, those four years go by, they may not feel like it, but they go by so fast. I honestly don't remember all four years of my high school career. It felt like every year was one semester. Like it was the fastest thing possible once I got to the end when you're in high school it feels like it goes on forever but once you get to your senior year it feels like all those last like three years were literally just a two second interval and you were done it's crazy like I do miss some of the activities like me and my friends did in high school like we had limbo in the hallways things like that I do miss some of the things we did in high school. I don't miss everyone. Like you're never going to miss everyone from your high school. Like a, a certain teacher who takes your cell phone and tells your mother that she's not happy because your mother didn't get mad at you. Just like, I don't miss all my teachers. I miss certain teachers in certain aspects, but enjoy high school. Those four years will be over before you know it.
and you guys will be missing it. One other thing that I want to show for you guys who are starting college is you guys, these are the last formulative years of our lives. Um, it's honestly, don't feel like you have to rush to decide your major. That's one thing. When I started college, I was a business and dance major. By the end of my sophomore, my Technically, it should be my junior. I should be my junior but because I've switched again, hello, at the end of my sophomore year, I decided I did not want to continue on with being a dance or a fine arts major and I dropped the business. I mean, I dropped the dance and I kind of streamlined, like focused the aspect of business that I wanted to do. I switched to HR, business and human resources. And within a month of that, I switched from business and human resources to business and, oh my God, what is it called? Social something. It wasn't social just, it was social, it wasn't social work. I forgot the exact name of it. And from that aspect, I switched from social, my business concentration has bounced a lot. Um, I went back to HR because I thought I kind of wanted to do that maybe now that I switched I went from business and HR to business and international business before finding out that it wasn't exactly what I thought it was and it was more on the accounting side, financing side than on what I thought it was. So I switched to business communications and business marketing, um, which is what I'm currently studying right now. But my communications has gone from doing a double major to possibly a double major, maybe a minor with a large focus on internet, business, social media, marketing tactics. So yes, <laughs> it's it's a lot. You don't feel like you have to decide what it is you want to study because ultimately this is a huge decision. You're gonna, you know, be in this career for a while. You're deciding the rest of your life here for the most part. You can always change your mind at this point. Do not feel like you have to continue. And do not pick a subject that you don't want to be in. Like, um, my family is very big on medical. And I feel like there was a big push to go into some kind of medical field. We have ultrasound. We have home nurses. We have pharmacy technic. You know, things like that. It's just, I, A, hate needles, blood, and all the like. And I'm just not a medical person. It's not, I'm very creative. And in the medical field, that didn't leave me a lot of room to grow personally or career-wise. It's just not something that worked for me. My current job, it's not quite there. It's a little bit better. It does give me an aspect of looking at marketing on a very small scale. But it, it is what it is for right now until we, you know, finish our degree and we get everything situated. Because that's what we are. Your first few jobs are hardly ever going to be your careers. Those are not what, you know, what you're aiming to do in life. Those are not your final aspects. But they are something. And they pay your bills, which we have a lot of. So, you guys, before we end this, because I know this podcast, it's actually not as long as I thought it was going to be at this point. But I do want to introduce you guys to a uh, little segment that I want to do. It's called, Don't Ask Me, um, I, where basically I give you life advice that you can take at your own risk. Um, I am not a life coach. I sometimes set fires on accident. 
trying to do the simplest of things. If you take this advice, please like leave me a comment letting me know how it turned out. But if it destroys your life, I am so not responsible for that. I am 22. And if you want to take a life advice from me, go ahead. But um, if your life falls into shambles, like, I don't know who gave you that advice. Okay. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down and I tweeted out, if you guys wanted any advice, do the hashtag, I need advice. So when you guys... uh need advice I will be going down the Twitter stream and even if maybe like they don't it's not an at me if I think the questions it's kind of interesting I'll go ahead and maybe see if I have an answer for it so we're gonna go to Twitter for don't ask me hashtag I need advice so the first question on here is I'm being bullied by my boss and I don't know what to do hashtag help hashtag I need advice hashtag bullies are mean so you're being bullied by your boss and you don't know what to do. First of all, I totally agree with you. Hashtag bullies are mean. Hashtag bullies suck. Uh, I dealt with bullies for a large part of my life. And for those of you who know me from my YouTube channel, I think it's still up. There's actually a post where I talked about how my last boss when I worked at Starbucks kind of uh, turned out to be a bit of a, a whole bully. But... If you're bullied by your boss, the best thing you can do is remember, your boss has a boss, and your boss's boss has a boss, your boss's boss has a boss, and your boss's boss boss has a boss. If you understood that, kudos. But they're ne- your boss is never the last resort, unless they're the owner, and that's harder. Um, but think of it this way. Like I just said earlier, your jo- your first few jobs are never really your final destination as far as your jobs and careers go. So if your boss is being mean, honestly, start looking for another job and always be looking to improve yourself. Apply. My biggest thing is if you don't think you're qualified, apply for a position that you know that you're not qualified for. Yes, you'll probably get a no or you won't hear anything back, but you're getting yourself set up for bigger and better things. You're going to do better than that boss. If that boss is bullying you, and, you know, you don't feel like you can go to them, tell them, and you don't have the option of going to their boss, sit down for a second, take some time, start looking for another job. Because if they feel like they have that ability to abuse their power, it's not gonna get better with them. You gotta get yourself into a different situation. As far as that goes, if you do have the option of talking to their boss, I would go to my regional manager all the time. You go to their boss's boss, and if you don't get results, step number three, next boss. Doesn't work, step number four. Like, it's not okay to bully in the workplace. We're not, we are all adults in a workplace. Even if you're working as a, um, you know, a high school student at your first job, you are in, in an adult environment, and that's never okay. Once you do get, you know, yourself a new job, and you're getting ready to quit, <laughs> You tell them to take their bullying ways, go sit on a flaming pie cone, and rotate because you're peaced out and you're done. You don't need their crap. You are a strong, independent... Are you a woman? You are a strong, independent woman and you don't need their crap. Okay? Next question is, 
How do you stop yourself from making a mistake you know you're going to regret? Hashtag SOS, hashtag help, hashtag I need advice, hashtag please. How do you stop yourself from making a mistake you know you're going to regret? I mean, how many times have you made that mistake? Like, have you made that mistake multiple times and regretted it? Or is this just something that you've just, you know, it's the first time doing? I... I'm very careful, I think, in how I go about making my mistakes, if that makes any sense. But I do sometimes make mistakes on purpose just because I know I'm going to get a different lesson from them than what I have before. Sometimes you have to make mistakes. There is no way in life to avoid a mistake (laughs) that of certain calibers. But if you know you're going to regret it and you're making that mistake, I think the best way to stop yourself from making that mistake is to make yourself one like question, how badly am I going to regret this later? How badly is this going to stay on my mind? How badly is this going to affect me? And is it worth it? Because if it's like falling in love with someone you know is not good for you and you know at the end of that tunnel is heartbreak and being cheated on or anything of that nature, that mistake is so not worth it. Like stop, stop yourself, please. I have a bad tendency of, I have anxiety, which can affect me in many different ways. One of the worst ways with mixed with a few other problems of my brain is that when I make a mistake, Even if I don't make a mistake, if I consider something to be a mistake, I will think about that over and over and over again for weeks to months on end, physically making myself ill, wondering why I made that mistake, which makes me, I guess, slightly paranoid that I second guess everything. But at the same time, I can honestly say that I don't have many, if at all, any major mistakes I mean regrets for anything that I do because I'm very calculated in everything I do and I think for the most part next question is anyone experience hashtag anxiety so intense that you're in a constant state of nausea any hashtag tips on how to deal hashtag I need advice hashtag help Well, (laughs) I can definitely say I have had anxiety so bad it's made me nauseous. I think that's pretty much my day-to-day feeling Um, every time it's something new. So I can say that I'm very good at fighting it off. But there's always a new reason for it to go, which means it's always something new, a new way I have to learn how to deal with it. The best way I think for me personally is when I get that kind of anxiety and it makes me nauseous is because I'm in my own mind and I'm in my own headspace. You have to consciously fight yourself to get out of your mindset, get out of your headspace, get out of your head, get out of your thoughts, because that's only going to make you more nauseous. I can think of a remark that I made that someone maybe took the wrong way and they rebuttaled it. But they rebuttaled it maybe harsher than I was expecting. Or they could have been joking. Like they could have rebuttaled it in such a joking matter, like a joking way. But they did it in front of other people, which sets my anxiety off to the highest extreme. And I'm like, okay, it's over. It already happened. 
why are you thinking about it? These are like the thoughts I have to tell myself. It already happened. Why are you thinking about it? They don't probably remember. You're the only one who's consciously thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Sing this song. Look at this. Do that. Why are you still freaking out about this? It's been two weeks. No, you're not going to get sick. You're not going to think about this. You're going to let it go because it's been weeks now. The other person and the other people involved, they probably don't even remember, but you're sitting here freaking yourself out about all of this and it doesn't even matter anymore. Why are you traumatized? That's, it's literally, literally the easiest and worst way to make yourself sick is to be so freaked out that you're letting your anxiety run every conscious thought in your mind that you cannot move on to another day. And it's it's a horrible feeling and I will so concede that to you, but you have to fight. Like the only way, and I know this sounds cliche, but the only way is you have to consciously have a conversation with yourself telling yourself that I am fine. This already happened. Can I change it? No. Can I go back and redo it? Not that I know of. Is the other person still thinking about this? Maybe, but does that affect me? No. Do I need to let this go? Yes. And you got to keep telling yourself, I probably have to do it about two or three times a day for maybe two or three days before like I can start getting that nausea under control and I can get back to my current mind space and stop freaking out. So the last question that I'm going to uh, include on here is how would you feel if you just got something you've been waiting for months waiting for four months and I think I was trying to say and you lost it in a few days hashtag sad hashtag what do I do hashtag I need advice what do you do I don't know in what like context you're like this is for I don't know if it's like I lost Like, did you lose someone or you just lost something? I don't, I don't know what context is this. If you waited days for something, you lost it. Like, I'm going to assume from the way it's kind of worded that this is kind of materialistic. Um, so, like, my only way to be able to go over it would be, if I ordered a Canon um, about four weeks ago. Uh, it was, it took me three weeks to get this camera. So I was so excited that I had finally, um, put the money to the side, bought a camera, bought an SD card, all, all this stuff. Um, it's when I ordered the stuff for the podcast actually. And the, I had taken a day off to come home so I could be here. So I, when everything came, I could have it in my hands. I was super excited. You know, like those kind of perks when you buy your laptop, your car, cameras, things like that, you get so excited, like waiting for them. And it got, it said it was delivered the day before it was supposed to come. So I just kind of contact the company that I ordered it from. And they said that the delivery person said they, somebody refused it. Now, like, again, I live alone. 
I highly doubt the dog opened the door, but long story short, like, turns out that the delivery person never attempted it. Um, so they had me reorder it again and they refunded the money. I reordered everything. And the second time the actual seller forgot to ship it. I paid for like one day shipping. The seller forgot to send it. And I was just like, I'm done. I cannot keep doing this. So I contacted the company again and I'm just like, look, it's been a week since the first time attempt for me getting the camera. It's now going on to week two. I'm not waiting any longer. Just cancel it. So cancel everything out and I start talking to the company again and I like, order it one more time. Try it one more time. So I order the third time, pay for one day shipping again. Um, and then I ordered some headphones and things like that for the podcast. And the, the camera got delayed again. And I'm just like, are you joking? This is week three where is my camera? Like, I'm so upset. Like, just waiting for it. The anticipation, just seeing my hands on it, like, I have my camera now, was killing me. It was driving me insane. I was upset. I think I tweeted about it once. I was just beyond frustrated. And I just, like, I was, I was so done at that point (laughs) that I just wanted to like storm the building and be like, look, give me any camera you have here that meets these requirements at this time. I need my camera. So finally I get the camera, but then they delivered my headphones to an abandoned apartment complex that had been closed for years. So that was a whole nother thing. But I kind of think I understand what you mean. Like I owned a Canon before, but I took it back because it wasn't the right one. And I told myself I was going to buy another one weeks later. It actually took me up until like this point, a year and a half to buy another one. So for me to like, for you to lose something that you've been waiting for so long, you've put like anticipation, you've put a happiness into it. It's joyous. You're excited. You've got all your excitement and bundle in, you know, you're just ready for it. You're wide eyed like a kid at Christmas. You're so excited. And then just to lose it in a few days, I would feel crushed. So you said, how would you feel? I would feel crushed. I would feel a little hopeless. Um, I know I would feel like a kid who got their favorite toy taken away. But if you really, really want it and saying this in the context that hopefully, you know, you didn't lose it, like it, hopefully like something didn't come to you when it was supposed to like me and you didn't lose it, lose it. Just keep trying, be patient, go for it again. If you actually lost this object that you were waiting for, I'm really sorry. I hope that it had some kind of insurance on it. Hope So get insurance on all your kind of objects like that nature and wait up and try to buy it again. Like if you really want it, it nothing's going to stop you. It might take you a year, it might take you two, but nothing's going to stop you from getting it. Now in the context is if you've been waiting for months, so if you've been waiting for someone to come and all of a sudden they're not, reevaluate what the circumstances are. I've had that happen to me as well. Maybe something happened that they couldn't come or maybe something happened where they said they were and they had no intentions. Now, if it's the, you know, the first one, just kind of take into effect that things happen, life happens. The, my favorite phrase is always be prepared to be unprepared. Maybe whatever happened was out of their hands and you just have to be understanding with that. But if it was that they made plans and then had no intentions of coming, 
that's when you need to reevaluate your relationships because you never want to be in any kind of relationship, friendship, family, you know, boyfriend, spouse, girlfriend, partner, whatever it is. You never want to be in any relationship where you're putting more in than the other person. If they can't meet you halfway, they don't need to meet you at all. So that's my advice for it. That is the end of Don't Ask Me. And that's the end of the second podcast. I hope you guys like this podcast. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the next one. In the next few ones, we might have some guests. Maybe not the next one, but in upcoming podcasts, we will. If you guys like these podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the, the DesiLace.com website because that's where they will mainly be posted. I'm going to try to get these guys up to iTunes. We will see. But that will be the for sure place you guys can find them. So I will see you guys in next week's podcast. And bye.